As always, it is my pleasure that you join me for today's podcast of Second Chance Coaching. My name is Dr. Richard Lewis. If you'd be so kind as to leave me a rating and your feedback, I would very much appreciate it and it will help others like you to optimally discover this podcast wherever you listen to this and your other favorite podcast. As you know, at Second Chance Coaching, we focus on seeing everyday life through the eyes of the returning citizen and highlighting the resiliency of the human spirit. I would love to work with you one-on-one, whether you're a returning citizen or coaching client seeking your second chance, or you're a representative of a business, college, or university seeking to integrate and support returning citizens in your respective organizational and learning environments. Please feel free to contact me via email at richard at secondchancecoaching.com or via Instagram at the Dr. Richard Lewis. It is my pleasure to welcome you to Season 4 of Second Chance Coaching. I'm hoping you had a marvelous summer and your fall is going well also. I also want to thank all of you, my Second Chance family, for your continued support of me, the podcast, the reentry movement, and all the projects we have coming up in the not-so-distant future. Furthermore, you know I always love to shout out our international audience. Always love to shout you guys out. Thank you to our families in Colombia, the United Kingdom, Kenya, Ghana, India, Canada, Spain, Romania, and Tanzania. In addition, I'd also like to show love to the top five states in the United States that are the top top five states of our listening audience in the United States. I want to thank you, of course, to the state of Florida, which, which I reside, our friends and family in California, our friends and family in New York, our friends and family in Minnesota and our friends and family in Hawaii. I embrace you all and with all the love in my heart, all of you, thank you so much for your love and support. You know, during this past summer, um, we would always we always talk about work and the reentry journey and the things in which I which I do full time. Um, you, I might have shared with you last season, at the end of last season, um, I was transitioning and I transitioned completely this at the beginning of this fall from management uh, management position to a full-time faculty position. I'm now teaching speech communication and public speaking. It was certainly and has certainly been an exciting transition working as a full-time professor. In the excitement, I realized quickly, very, very quickly, <laughs> how much work is involved from prepping for classes, actually teaching the classes, and then having the everyday engagement with the student body on the front lines. When the term started, I had in my mind so many different ways to approach students, to get the best out of them in the classroom, and to really do my best foot forward to starting my new job. My my new associate dean and dean, who are incredibly supportive, continue to emphasize to me that that, that just to do my best and to remember to give myself that grace that I'm learning a new position. And, And during that time, I'm learning what works and what doesn't work with each class. I'm going to, and I'm going to learn that on an everyday basis because one thing I've come to realize, I teach six classes and no two classes are alike. But I will say this, 
you know, the common thread with many of my students is that in a public speaking or speech communication class, they always get nervous when speaking in front of people. And I told them, I understand, I get it. Sometimes I get nervous when I turn on record on this microphone and, and I'm broadcasting this podcast or even when I'm speaking in front of people. But, you know, you do it, you keep doing it, you keep practicing it. Maybe then you don't get as nervous. <laughs> but when we have these conversations I, about being nervous, I share with the students that in life, we're born with or develop skills such as singing, dancing, playing an instrument, you know, a number of talents that we have, either born with or we continue to develop. But the skill that we all have, the skill we were all born with is our voice. How we use our voice, how we project our voice, how we advocate for ourselves and or others is really done first and foremost through our voice. And that is where the commonality is, which I share with them, our voices. And that victory is in our voice. It's just in the utilization of the voice where the victory takes place. So I tell the students all the time, you might be nervous in speaking in front of everybody, but just the fact that you get up and get in front of everyone and are getting ready to speak, and then you say the first thing out of your mouth, whether it be good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, then guess what? The victory is already claimed. You're already there. You already mastered You already mastered that, that, that dynamic. And I was emphasizing that dynamic a few weeks ago, my eight-week, my short-term public speaking class started doing their introduction speeches where they're introducing themselves. And these speeches usually are designed to be two, two to three minutes in length. Um, and, they're, and, and, and they're more than just saying your name and what your favorite color is and how many brothers and sisters you have. The student as the speaker is, is tasked to introduce themselves and really describe a coming-of-age experience or or, or or some sort of story or experience or a significant life event that has shaped who they are at this point in their life. The students, of course, like I said, they were naturally nervous. But as they came up one by one and told their stories, I was very impressed how some of them were very, you know, told some very deep stories and shared some very personal facts and intimate facts about themselves. And... I told them, how could you be so nervous if you're going to speak at such a deep level? But they were able to do it. And I told them I was so proud as to how they made themselves vulnerable and spoke of their experience with such strength, uh, grace and peace and resolve. I told them, you, do, you, do, you did a whole lot better than most professional speakers that I know. And as I listened to them, and I was listening to each and every one of them get up there, as I listened to them and I was grading them and judging them and writing down, you know, the, the feedback I wanted to give. At the same time, I was thinking of my reentry journey and even thinking of yours, those of you who are on your reentry listening to this reentry journey, listening to this podcast. And what I was thinking of, if we are courageous enough to embrace our story, embrace our journey as to who we are, then our voice is our victory. Just, just the just the the just embracing it just doing that the victory is there and and the utilization of of our voice as you've heard in earlier seasons of this podcast it took a long time for me it took about almost 20 years to project my voice in the reentry movement once i did that i believe the victory has been mine every day now has it always been smooth no 
Has folks always been welcoming to my truth as I've been welcoming to myself? No, that has not happened. But as always, as I've told you in previous previous episodes, people who have issues, it's not about them. I mean, it's not about me. It's them. It's, it's their situation. Now, during the summer and preparing for this season, I wanted to really take this podcast in a different place. I wanted to do a lot more interviews and really just speak to various reentry voices. That's something we're still going to work on. But certainly I had it in my mind to have it planned out and do it all this summer. But sometimes it's really hard to catch up with folks and, and, and match schedules. And then I was transitioning to another job, so it can't, it's not really on them. But in preparing for this season, I spoke to one person. I spoke to, I, I became aware through a conversation that I had directly with them of one of my coworkers and their reentry journey and, and speaking directly with them about that. And this colleague told me and shared with me their story of incarceration, substance abuse, and, the, and, the, and their journey as to how they've created entrepreneurial opportunities to also supplement their career in higher education. I was so excited in speaking with them over the, you know, over the moon talking to their story because their story is so compelling and so, so, so it's such an inviting story or an interesting story, I should say. And I, and I invited them immediately to the podcast and encouraged them to share their reentry journey, share what it is that they're doing. So many people want to hear about that. The moment I asked about that, the moment I made that request, the excitement from my colleague quickly went from, from all the way, way over the moon of excitement to a complete cold water reception. Now, the cold water reception was not towards me, but it was towards the idea of them sharing their story. Now, I've shared in the past, in past podcast episodes, that higher education has been and is an extremely rewarding and fulfilling career. Now, at the same time, not unlike many other workplaces and industries, there are people who will judge you. There are people who are very critical. And even at times to this colleague's fears, there are folks who will intentionally attempt to sabotage your career and sabotage you, if for nothing else to be mean or be angry or even blindly ambitious at all, at all costs. So they figured that if I could take something from you, that's going to mean it for me. Myself and my colleague had a continued fruitful conversation, and, and we really talked a lot about his concerns and, 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 and his viewpoint of sharing, of sharing their story. And I had that conversation with them, you know, saying how they should really share their story. And they were talking to me about all the concerns they have. So we were going back and forth. And as we progressed through the conversation, my concentration didn't started to veer not so much towards their presence on being on the podcast, but really for them being comfortable with their story and their voice. And I was sharing with them the struggles that I was having in sharing my story and sharing my voice. But at the end of the conversation, um, they ultimately said to me they indicated that they ultimately indicated to me that they would give it more thought to be on the podcast. Now. When I spoke to them and they, and they said they would give it more thought, I kind of could tell based on how we left the conversation and, and how they said that um, they would think about it, that ultimately I don't think at, at this time they would not be on the podcast. But I continue to pray for them to be comfortable, you know, to be comfortable with their voice and comfortable with what's going on around them and to not, and to not be ruled by fear. And of course, selfishly, I would love for them to be on the podcast, but certainly not for me. I want them to share their story with you 
because like I said, it is a, it's an interesting and inviting and a magnificent story of faith, resilience, and perseverance. Hearing that story, you would be so much the better to hear it. I certainly was much, much more the better for hearing, hearing it. Well, transitioning to another topic, you know, this, this week, as you're listening to this, is Thanksgiving week. So this week was a short, a really short work week for us at the college. We just worked um, yesterday. We just worked today and yesterday, today being, today being Tuesday when, when I'm recording this. And then so we worked, yes, we worked yesterday, would be Tuesday when you're listening to it today, Tuesday as I'm recording it. But I started doing with, with my students their final group speeches. So one thing I realized that in faculty, once we come back from Thanksgiving, it's bang to bullets. We are running around really quick to the end of the semester. It ends very quickly for us. And I started doing with a lot of my students in their classes, their final group speeches for, for the term. And of course, even though we've been doing these speeches for weeks, I try to get them to keep talking, talking, talking to get the nervousness out of them. There's still nervousness among them. But there's also nervousness with me. I'm also nervous as I'm hoping that the lessons in which I provided to the students, they're able to successfully present, you know, present the art and science of public speaking that I've tried to show them through the framework of the, through the, framework of the projects. And hopefully they, they are able to manifest the lessons in which they were taught because I wanted to, you know, I want to, I want to be proud of myself, but mostly I want to be proud of them that they see that they got it because a good teacher or any teacher is going to only be proud when they see their students do well. And that's what I want. I want to see them do well. But and, and but as of this recording so far, I will say that they've been doing pretty good so far. So, so far, so good. The students have been enthusiastic about their presentations, and they really have brought their personalities to the projects, which which I'm so proud of. And it's And it's brought a unique energy and momentum to the classrooms in which those projects are presented. In the, in the classroom, I would encourage the students to really face their anxieties. I'd always tell them, no one has ever died of public speaking, but I always have one of my students in my Tuesday class always say, well, no one's died yet. And I said, well, you haven't died yet, so you're doing great. So I, I encourage them to face their anxieties and embrace the excitement of this interactive group project. Uh, the group project was a, was a group debate project in which the groups... The students were in groups, separate groups, and they tackled different debate topics of their choice from a 360-degree viewpoint. So they would basically, you know, in the one group, they would talk about both sides of a topic, introduce it, and really engage the audience in participating as really talking that topic out. So it wasn't really group against group, but it was really that group talking about the topic in, in, in a, from a holistic 360-degree standpoint. I would also tell them really to stop worrying about the grades. Just calm down, take a deep breath, and claim the victory in your voice. I would tell them, and I would also tell the audience members, of course, that 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 were also part of the process, because I'm not only judging the speakers, I'm judging the student audience members too. And I would say, claim the victory in your voice. Put your cell phone down. Claim the victory in your voice. Close your laptop. Claim the victory in your voice. Just talk. Just talk. Stand up and be counted. Present your presentation. Present what you're doing in your group. Remember, the victory is in your voice. It is so exciting. It's so exciting to do that. And I try to in, in, indicate to them how liberating that is. The other voice victories, um, and I, and I, well, before I get to the other voice victories that I'm thinking about, 
when I think about those students, when we come back from Thanksgiving, I'm looking forward to hearing more and more of the group projects and really them putting their personalities into it and seeing the excitement in their voices and the excitement in their faces. It's really exciting. But transitioning to family, there are other voice victories that are happening in my family. So over the summer, at the end of August, the Wonder Twins, my grandniece and grandnephew, were born at the were born. They were born at the end of August, as I said. And at the end of September, I went to visit them in North Carolina. During the weekend I was there, I witnessed my niece quickly um, acquainting herself to motherhood and balancing her responsibilities, which is extraordinary. Watching a young lady being a mother who I used to hold myself and care for her as a baby and, and care for her as she grew up. And now she's a mother herself. And of course, the thrill of getting to hold my niece's children, listening to them cry, and then conversing with my sister, taking care of them side by side with my sister and her, and listening to what, what plans that they have and what they're going to do as the kids grow up and as they raise them, listening to their voices, listening to all that my, my niece is balancing work and school and being a mom. And I just hear the determination is there in all of them. And the victory is theirs. Even the victory I hear in the, in the babies crying and their crying voices. Now, while I was in North Carolina, I guess my soon-to-be arriving granddaughter was not going to be upstaged at all because the day after I got to North Carolina, my daughter called me to tell me that she was going into labor herself. And then my granddaughter, Janelle, was born the very next day. We was on video chat talking to her and saw a video chat, you know, getting to meet Janelle as well. And it was, it was just such an exciting time to be with the Wonder Twins in North Carolina while at the same time I get to enjoy the moment of my granddaughter coming into this world with my sister watching everything going on on, on, on FaceTime, on, on FaceTime video. And then at that point, after I said, okay, let me make sure, you know, that we managing all the grand, the grandparents visitations and stuff. I finally got to, finally got to meet my granddaughter, Janelle. I was more than thrilled and excited to see her and meet her and hold her for the first time. I got to meet her two weeks ago, but, and I could tell you, uh, all I could say, it is an indescribable feeling of unbridled joy to be a grandfather, to hold her, to be a great uncle, to hold them. I, I, I could tell you when I was there with Janelle, I made sure I started off her right. I started her off right by talking so many positive affirmations into her, making sure that her victory was hers as well so that when she's able to con you know, uh, project and develop her voice, that she that she's claiming victory from day one. So, but at that moment, whether she was talking, or at least I think she was talking, <laughs> talking or or crying or yawning or grinning, maybe it was maybe she had gas. All those emotions and all and all that that dynamic and that experience was just throwing light into the into the whole room, whatever room she was in, and throwing light around the whole house. And it was just an exciting time, and of course, I got to spoil the grand dog too so you know you get the grand dog the granddaughter and the wonder twins it's it's just a lot of love a lot of victories in the house a lot of wins so you know whether you're a student in class or or a colleague looking to optimize their reentry, these new parents with their young children you know me getting used to a new job um you as you listening to this podcast advancing in your reentry journey or just, or just if you do nothing 
but just moving forward, which is a great victory in and of itself, just moving forward. Never forget that the power of your voice is there. The power of your voice is yours. No one can take that away. We all have it. And the moment you turn it on, the moment you use it, the victory is yours. You have won at that very minute. That, that, that the victory is in your voice. It's right there for you. I want to take the time to wish everyone who's listening today a very happy and blessed Thanksgiving tomorrow. May you receive all the blessings of love from you and your lo- with you and your loved ones. Certainly enjoy it. I want to thank you again for being patient with us, for, for, putting out, for starting out Season 4 of Second Chance Coaching. I'm looking forward to an exciting Season 4 with all of us. We have some, we have some guests already in the pipeline. We have some topics that I think we're going to be really interested in that we're really going to dig and get into. I'm so excited to be on this journey with you again for the fourth season. So thank you for joining us today, and I look forward to catching up with you next week. Thank you again for joining us here at Second Chance Coaching. In addition to coaching services for individuals and businesses, I'm also available for speaking engagements and workshops on criminal justice reentry, human resources, as well as organizational culture and leadership. Feel free to email me at richard at secondchancecoaching.com, as well as connect with me on Instagram at the Dr. Richard Lewis. Remember, every day you are given this opportunity for your second chance, and I know you'll make the best of it. I love you all, and I look forward to connecting with you next time here at Second Chance Coaching.